Hello, good evening, good afternoon, and good night. Or as What's the up, say, hello, good night. Hello, good night. <laughs> hello, good night. And if you don't know what that means, your ass be confused as uh, hell calling your friend's parents' house p.m. <laughs> and getting a hello good night. And you're like, oh shit, do I should I hang up? Because should I go, should I go to bed? <laughs> like, is it too late for me to be calling? Because... Right, right, right. All right. Well, I can't uh, find it. Somebody tag me on the post so I can share it with people. Anyway, real, real quick, I want to, I want to. First of all, I'll start this off by wishing all my folks in Texas and you know, around the country who've been affected by the weather this week um, best wishes. Um, your government has failed you, Texas. Um, Please remember that that governor is up for re-election next year. I hope y'all uh, y'all stay safe and uh, keep warm and uh, do whatever you can, and we'll get through this. So. And um, I know that like it's the internet's energy to point like um, what's his name from from uh, the Simpsons and ha <laughs> ha anytime that somebody has inclement weather that you feel like people should be able to deal with and you don't understand why they can't deal with it. It was literally colder in Dallas on Monday than it was in fucking Alaska. Um, the wind chill today in Dallas had it feeling like my, I called my cousin in Montreal and it was the same temperature. Um, but Dallas, Texas is not a place that gets cold. So the windows are not properly insulated for this type of weather. The pipes, the buildings, nothing is properly insulated. And most people, especially in apartments, have all electric apartments, which means if the power's out, they don't have no heat. So people's pipes are bursting. Um, in some places, some cities have turned off the water. And this is something that's happening that's affecting the whole entire state of Texas. But it's also something that's affecting 100 million people in the country. And there was another storm that came through last night, another one coming through tonight. So, you know, since yeah, it's, it's really, it's really the, the temperatures because I've been in the snowstorm in Dallas, but it wasn't as cold and it wasn't freezing. They don't have this large amount of snow, but a lot, you don't need a large amount of snow to shut down the city down south, especially because we're not prepared because these states also, they don't allocate the money for the things that you know, other places do. They don't allocate the money for uh, plows and all that other stuff, you know. Right. So, you know, when, when it gets cold and it freezes, oh, man. I mean, a, a, a sheet of ice on the road, you know, is enough to, to cause damage. Atlanta can tell you all about it. So, you know. So prayers up to the people in Texas. I hope that your, your, uh, your government. And then, like, we're not even thinking about when this shit melts. Right. Well, it's the, that's the funny thing. It's starting to melt in Houston, so you're getting floods. Um, it's a lot of crazy stuff going on there because of that. And then they're going to get hit again. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we know Houston is generally a pretty warm climate, you know right. what I'm saying, year-round. So this is absolutely not their bag. And I've been checking on the homies and, you know, um, some, some of the homies are just getting a hot meal. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah, I definitely know people who still ain't got no power. So prayers up to them. Um, I was gonna save this for last, but we, you know, while we're already on the topic of inept governments, <laughs> this week's episode is called "Please No More." I mean, no all star parties in the A. 
because that is really what our mayor came out and said. So the mayor of Atlanta, who went ahead and accepted to let the NBA come to Atlanta and do All-Star, um, who announced ahead of time that the NBA was going to come to Atlanta and do All-Star, because you and I both know they could have did this shit. They could have did it like how the WWE did. Um, did they even do... Um, what is the Bowler Super Bowl call again? The end of the, the the WWE. Oh, you talking about last last year? Yeah. yeah what is the thing the that they do? They, huh? Well, they they had the wobble. The NBA. Just had something Rama. What is it called? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Something <laughs> Rama, right? It's something Rama. I know Futurama. That's the only Rama I know. Psycho wow, Rama. what is the anyway? <laughs> that big that big um. Damn, is this, this is killing me. I'm going to find it. So like the WNBA? No, the WWE. Oh, the, the WWE. The WrestleMania. 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 Oh, <laughs> okay, all right, all right, cool. I had to get the WWE part. Yeah, now My we're bad. here. Cool, um, WWE, last year when WWE did uh, WrestleMania, they changed their plan about three times. They were super, super tight with it. They put them, you know, like in the compound, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, they're doing All-Star Weekend here in Atlanta. And the mayor of Atlanta did not come out and say, hey, this is only happening indoors for the NBA to tape what they're going to tape. There will be no tickets sold. If anything, like she didn't come down with a hard stance. She came and said, I'm just saying that, you know, like this ain't regular times or whatever. So, you know, we don't want people to come here and party and there will be no NBA sanctioned events. And we're really urging promoters. You're urging promoters not to throw events, not threatening fines. Well, once again, just, you know, not, not to, Try to lighten the situation. Well, there's no lightning in the situation. But remember that most of what she can't do is because the governor can. So there's only so much she even has the power to do. Kemp literally has shut her down. If it was up to Keisha, we'd all be sitting at home still. But my Kemp thing said, is, if that's the case, either take a hard line against the events, or just don't make the statement. The statement was the thing to me. But you gotta, you gotta say, like, you gotta say something. You can't just be like, "Hey, come on in and act the ass." You know, what kind of leadership is that? So ultimately, you know, it's a rock and a hard place. Um, once again, if it was up to Keisha, Atlanta would be closed. But we got a dude that lives around the corner from me, named Brian Kemp, who don't give a shit. So you know. Here we go. And and Atlanta's Atlanta's gonna do what Atlanta's gonna do. People can come here all year. It ain't gonna be no worse than anything else that's been happening this whole pandemic. And it's I'll a, be it's, what? It's Inside. a party every week at Atlanta. Magic City's open every night of the week. And I'll be Everybody where? out here partying and, and having a good time. Yeah. You know. And I'll be in the crib. I um yeah, and I mean, you know, like it to be clear, it's not just Atlanta making questionable decisions because today is you know as we're recording this is ash wednesday which means yesterday was fat tuesday mardi gras which means that you know for countries like haiti 
in cities like New Orleans where their carnival season is basically, you know, the days leading up to Lent, so leading up to Fat Tuesday, um, this was carnival weekend. And I spent all weekend seeing videos of carnival in Haiti where it looked like it was just regular, degular, no masks, full crowds, no distancing. I saw the same thing in New Orleans. And, you know, Haiti has done, has been lucky or has did enough early enough. Because, you know, most of the islands, that stuff was coming in, right? So Haiti did enough with its borders and with its airports early enough to prevent a major outbreak. Um, I don't know what those numbers look like. I don't know how many people traveled to the island for carnival that were in those crowds. I don't know. It might still be just perfectly fine. And also, shit's been super crazy in Haiti. Like, there's a lot of kidnappings happening in Haiti right now. Like, it's on some, like, five-a-day type of shit. Um, It's back to, like, the mid-90s where, like, you know, they might kidnap a millionaire and ask for 500000 and they might kidnap a street vendor and fi- ask for a hundred dollars, like whatever, like it's, it's super crazy. So I get people maybe needing a release or the government wanted to provide a, a distraction or whatever, but man, if I tell you my anxiety was not going through the roof watching these videos, like, like look at like that Barbie meme that. I'm gonna shut up though. Y'all do you, I'm here in the house. Um, our girl Cardi B dropped a song. We talked about it the other day. It's called Up. Um, it's a bop. And thanks to the song Up, Cardi B is now the first woman with consecutive number one debuts on the hot R&B and hip hop songs chart. Um, which, you know, just basically means the last two songs that she dropped. Or no, I'm sorry. It actually means a song every single year. So um, that reached uh, number one during the first week. So Bodak Yellow in 2017, um, Finesse in 2018, I Like It in 2018, Please Me in 2019, WAP in 2020, and Up in 2021. Um, It also began at the number two position on the Hot 100. Behind that song, Driver's License, that I still have not heard yet. Please explain to me. Oh, I heard it. That's the lady, the girl, the Disney girl. Is she um, a Disney girl? Is that what it is? Yeah, she's a Disney girl. I heard the diss record that was a response to the driver's license record. A diss record? Okay, yeah. No. Yes. There's a line in the driver's license song where she's talking about the ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. And the current girlfriend of who everybody is assuming the ex-boyfriend is that she's talking about released a song and the hook to her song was like, maybe we could have been friends in another lifetime. Oh, okay. 17 year old shit that I don't have really the full bandwidth or understanding of. Um, well, Carly, Cardi. Cardi B's uh, 15 minutes has uh, lasted pretty long. You know, I have always thoroughly enjoyed Belcalis. Anybody who's received any kind of gifts from me knows that there are three Cardi B gifts that live, like, just live in my head rent-free, are always at the ready, always seem very appropriate for me. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, Versus was like, oh, y'all think y'all know what we're going to do? Bam. Watch this. 
So I don't Watch know. If this. This is, I don't know if this is smart or if this is stupid, but we're gonna find out. And what is it, sis? <laughs> oh, it's D'Angelo and Friends. And every time I hear the in Friends, all I can think about is Khaled at South by Southwest. Was that 2019 or 2018? They don't want you to be great. They don't want you to bring out in Friends. So I'm going to bring out in Friends. D'Angelo in okay. Friends. Where's the versus part of it? So, RB Styles is going to rumble with his as yet unannounced opponent live from Harlem's iconic Apollo Theater on February 27th. He'll be joined by some mystery friends on which is bound to be a legendary night. Um, so y'all couldn't figure out. So I mean, like, they, they, they've been watching one. They're trying to convince Rafael Sadiq right now as we yeah, I, so I, it, it's either that everything's a mystery because everybody's been watching WandaVision, or they really just don't have anybody. And they're trying to convince a bunch of people to say yes. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't even get it. I, I, it there's, there's nothing about this that makes sense. The internet has theories. Do you have theories? I, you know what? I mean, I heard it was D'Angelo and a bunch of other people, and they all sounded stupid. So I'm glad I heard um, Anthony Hamilton. Um, yeah, that was that was the one I heard that was really stupid. Because I'm like, what's he going to do, play Charlene 65 times? He's got to bring the Hamilton to let him know that he's the donkey of the he's day. Gotta, he's got to bring Hamilton the damn, <laughs> <the> damn play. <laughs> It would have to be Anthony Hamilton and Life Jennings and uh, Donald Jones to come do where I want to be. <laughs> Shit, throw Dave Hollister in there. Yes, that would actually be great. Because I'm wondering, like, is it going to be like him versus a bunch of people? Like, why is it D'Angelo and Friends? You know, and clearly versus they... Friends. That's the funny right. shit. And apparently, he's okay. you know, he's, he's got a new album coming out too. So, so. They're thinking about the internet thinks Raphael Sadiq, Questlove, Maxwell, or Erica Badu, but Erica's done one already. Somebody said Lauren Hill, and I'm like, nigga, please. Do you know Miss Lauren Hill? Do you know her? Are you familiar? She's not showing up for this dumb shit for y'all. And if she did, y'all think Keisha had y'all waiting. <laughs> um, music soul child. And then they said Anthony Hamilton and somebody even said um, Angie Stone. Meaning, really, that it probably has to be a whole bunch of people because I just cannot think of a single person that would make sense to put against him. Not even Raphael Sadiq because Raphael Sadiq is fucking Raphael Sadiq, dog. Raphael Sadiq, coincidentally, is the last live show that, the second to last live show that I saw before the pandemic. And Raphael Sadiq does this medley where he plays a whole bunch of songs that he wrote, including How Does It Feel? Mm. Um, that one doesn't even make sense. So, like, I don't know. Could we have just gotten D'Angelo? No, not enough verses. It's not a damn concert. But That's, that's my that's, point. We didn't need a right. It could have been Tiny Desk. Okay, but, you know, the verses wouldn't be promoted. So, the question is... Why did Versus pick this band and not have an opponent for him? That, that's, that's the question. 
So he he's got an album out. I'm sure he's gonna Maybe do Maybe they didn't runs. pick him. Maybe he came to them. I and mean, was it's like, open the restaurant for me tonight. You know, he's got an album coming out, so it's possible. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the shit show. I mean, I love I love D'Angelo, so that part's gonna be great too. But like, what are y'all doing? Well, we know who will continue to not be in attendance. All right. Um, so both two chains and Rick Ross dropped some tiny desk home concerts this week. Okay. Uh, Two Chains one dropped today, and he did his inside of his new nail salon, which is called Pamper. It's over there next door to um, next door to Escobar on in um, off off of Peter Street. Okay. So he went in there and had the camera filming him. It looks like he's sitting in like he's literally sitting in a pedicure chair, maybe getting a pedicure while he's rapping. It looks like it. Y'all understand how much I love Titty Boy, right? Okay. Uh, We're clear that Titty Boy is Loki, my fave. My fave. Um, so he did some joints from the new project. He also did, you know, a good drink and some other joints. Uh, it's a 20 minute plus set. Um and yeah. That was his his uh his tiny desk. This man is Ross. sitting in a chair. Uh-huh. So Lisa like the pedicure chair. You gotta be very clear chair. With pedicure chair. Go ahead. These look super uncomfortable, by the way. The chair does or he does? He looks uncomfortable because he's tall as hell. He is a tall ass motherfucker. But I mean to be honest, he's killing it. But it's just it's weird, bro. Like you got a lady pedicuring your feet while you're rapping. Somebody auntie is scrubbing your leg. But guess what? It's never been done. It's probably never going to be done again. And I appreciate it for that. No? And it's his nail shop. Oh, yeah, I, I can tell. It looks like it's his nail shop. <laughs> that that's like some um, guap dad level of pimping. That just seems like a guap. I feel like him and son. I feel like him and Ross are having a show off a time. Oh yeah, because they did the verses together. Wasn't that them that did the verses together? And there was all that weird energy. Yes. Mm. Well, Rick Ross is the most. Forgiven rapper in the history of rappers because he does all the toxic should be canceled shit. Yes, and he just gets no. You know what it is? I think Ross is just famous enough for the toxic shit that he does to not ever be big enough for him to get fully canceled. Man said, putting he said I'm gonna put a Molly all in her drink, and she didn't even know it. Like, and nobody came for him. Oh no, people came. But you know, no, nah, you know, but, but you know what it is. He's he's just below that famous to get right. from. Okay, I feel you. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Because when people get canceled, there's still a huge group of people who don't give a fuck. 
Women are still no, going to no, R. Kelly. You're not, you're not, listen, I, I seen her. I, I forget how old the lady was, but she was probably listening to R. Kelly. And I'm probably, I think it was on TikTok. You're dancing to an R. Kelly song in 2021. Like, yeah. okay, what are you doing? So, yeah, nah, I mean, we know it's out here, but it's just, you know. So, what that, happens? That's what happens with Ross. It's like, the people who are upset and up in arms about the shit that he be saying or doing are people that wasn't really listening to Rick Ross anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the curious case because he gets away with shit that other people just don't. He's a curious case in general because he's the biggest not big rapper out there. It, yeah, I, I'll never figure it out. He's the ri- richest B-list. Like, he's not even really black A-list. Nah, but you know, hey, look, he he's he's business savvy. Yeah. So him and Jeezy. Jeezy's out there mm-hmm. counting his money or whatever. Yeah, well, Jeezy's also a big rapper. <laughs> what? Jeezy's also a big rapper who sold millions and millions of records. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So this was the second time ever that Rick Ross performed with a band for his tiny desk concert. Which I'm assuming happened in his house, which is where they filmed. What did we just talk about recently that they filmed at his house? Went to America. Oh, yeah. So Rick Ross' house is big enough to look like Wakanda. Please, I mean, like um, like Zamunda. Please look for that line in a song soon. Promise you. It's coming. It'll be followed by, huh? You know, it's crazy. These tiny desk numbers. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know. Tiny Desk has a very particular audience. And I always mm-hmm. find it funny when Black people find Tiny Desk or Hood people find Tiny Desk. Because, mm-hmm. um, it, it, you know, Jasmine Sullivan has three million views on her Tiny Desk. Um, Anderson Pox's Tiny Desk is is crazy. You know, heavily viewed. Heavy, like, it's some, some of these Tiny Desks are, are just amazing. Um, right. But, yeah, the, the rap ones... <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see what because you know what somebody like Freddie Gibbs would do better probably in that in that crowd you know what I'm saying um, than a lot of the other Tony does um, um, I'm trying to see when his dropped his dropped yesterday oh it did okay yeah Anderson Park has 63 million views God damn. Uh, so he did super high BMF I'm not a star and I'll tell you, like, that stretch of John Doe, I'm Not a Star BMF was, like, my favorite Ross era, I feel. It's the same um, Shout out to Justice League. Shout <laughs> out to Justice League, indeed. Hey, go, it's John Doe. That was a good that was time. Shit. That, that was, was a great shit. time. That was a great time to be outside. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, shouts to them. Like, I like, I just like, I just like seeing shit like that happen. It's dope. Um, it's dope. But I haven't I haven't gotten a chance to watch either of them yet. So Marvel is doing a partnership with Def Jam to do Black Panther stories with some of their um, newer artists. So uh, Rising Stars, Saint Body, Cash Page, and Bobby Sessions um, are going to bring the voices of young Black creatives into the mix, and each of the Def Jam artists will contribute character-driven stories to the first final three issues of the Black Panther intergalactic empire saga which was written by Anna Hishi Coates and um, Daniel Acuna. Say that again? Shout out to Cash Page and Bobby Sessions. Look at Dallas. 
Yeah. Look at Dallas indeed. So y'all look for that. And again, like I said, like what I'm loving, and this is what we mentioned on last week's episode that dropped this week, mind your business, sometimes should be happening in life. Um, on episode six, five, six, I don't even know what number we're on anymore because I get our numbers confused with WandaVision numbers. Yeah, yeah, WandaVision is on seven, so we're not on seven. I think we're on- That's what I thought, but Mikey said this was episode seven. I could have sworn oh, it's six. It Mikey, no, Mikey, the or producer. is it eight? Mikey, the producer, he know more than I do. Uh, anyway, what what we said on the previous episode was that although it, you know, a lot of these corporations haven't done the things that needed to be done or the things they promised that they were going to do after last summer you can see, or maybe it's just the fact that people are inside it's a, and it's fully coincidental and people are having to think out of the box, but you can see really, really different options and opportunities being presented to young creatives, young black creatives. And that shit to me is fly as fuck. So I'm very excited about Absolutely. No, I, I, I applaud Def Jam uh, for using their, uh, their leverage to build a dope bridge with some of our favorite, you know, entertainment. Um, it's a great collaboration. Um, you know, I'm, I've been very skeptical about Def Jam, you know, because we all know what Def Jam means to us, right? Yes. The label, et cetera. And I, I love that the talented people who are on Def Jam, I know some really great people that work over there, but this ain't your mama's Def Jam. You know what it's I'm not. saying? So. I need them to do more like this. I need them to do more for their artists. I'm, I'm, it was really dope to hear, you know, Bobby Sessions, who co-wrote, you know, a lot of Megan's uh, current big records and had her on, you know, the song on the um, Judas, uh, what was it? Judas and the Messiah soundtrack. So Judas and um, the Black Messiah. Yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. So it's kind of dope, you know, to see that somebody over there is championing these artists. Because um, they got a really talented roster. Speaking of that soundtrack, so somebody said on Facebook, on my timeline, that after watching the movie that they were going to be listening to Poor Righteous Teachers and De La Soul and this and that. And I asked if they had listened to the soundtrack. And one of their friends jumped in the comments and was like, every other word was nigga. Like, every other word was the N-word. And why is that necessary? And it's such a detriment to Black people. How old are these people? So I went and counted. I had time last night. I pulled up the lyrics to every song on that project and did a, you know, find search on screen little thingy and discovered that there's 45 instances of the N-word out of these 22 tracks, including a song that's actually called Rich Nigga Shit including the nigga in the title, Rich Nigga Shit. So it's really 44 times on the project if you don't count the N-words that are actually in the title. And um, there's at least five songs that don't have the word nigga in them at all. Matter of fact, Pooh um, you know, who is like the internet's darling right now who signed to Gucci Mane out of Memphis, um, Pooh actually did a song called No Profanity on this project. And I just really, I know I'm, spitting into a windstorm or whatever the saying is. And I'm, you know, these words are going to fall on deaf ears. But I just really wish old niggas would just stop like dismissing <coughs> new music on assumptions. So once again, I was going to ask, how old are these people? Because 
Oh, cool. I guess you're old enough to not say the N word, which is bullshit. Because I I say that shit all the time. But I'm I'm just saying like, if that's why you're dismissing young people's music because all of the music we listened to was laced with way worse than what's going on right now. Um, I just you know I don't know I I, I don't give them people the time of day. I really don't care what they think. To be honest, you know what I'm saying, and that's why. Music that's made is is for a certain uh, for a certain audience because you know some people are trapped in '98 wearing polo every day. So good good for them. Um, but yeah, like you want to be mad at Throat Baby going number one. Shouts to the Love Renaissance team. But I'm still trying to understand, and I wish my mama was alive so I could talk to her about it. Like. Y'all ain't too proud to beg used to play on the radio in the afternoon and nobody made an attempt to edit the words two inches or a yard rock harder if it's sagging. No one. This is on the fucking radio in the middle of the afternoon when I was 11 years old. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? So, y'all gonna keep being mad and it's fine. You're allowed to be mad. And that's what I said to him. Like, I came back and he was like, you know, Look, like, look at the, you know, you don't think about the way that it's affecting our people and da, da, da. I was like, it's a fucking word, bro. Is, is, this on, is this on your Facebook page? No, it's on, because I was commenting on somebody else's page. Is this on Facebook, though? It is. Yeah, see, this is why I'm calling Facebook. I mean, I was just I like, hey, man, you. like, you're entitled Listen. to feel a way about the word. I'm Listen. not going to sit here and try I go, to I go on Facebook feel a way about go, the word. I go on Facebook to go in my Marvel group. I saw your I, update today. I go on Facebook to read my messenger. I don't go on Facebook on my phone. I go on Facebook on my laptop because in my browser, I have it set to the most recent comments, not the most incendiary, which is the way Facebook would prefer you read their news. Right. Because um, I don't have time for this mess. I don't have time for miserable people venting. I get other people telling me about the crazy stuff that's happening on their Facebook. So mm-hmm. nah, I'm good. I'm good. All my friends on Facebook, they know how and where to reach me. You know, um, right? So, yeah, I'm good. Facebook is just, it's nothing good to come out of it, except for you guys time, that are right here watching you know, this right you now. You know, you know that I'm smart enough a lot of times to write some shit and then just delete it and be like, never mind, it's fine. It's not. This doesn't even need to happen. Uh, that's, listen, I I I would go in, and that's why I'm just completely not involved like i'm good yeah i left it at hey man like it's just a word and you're allowed to not y'all you're i can't tell you not to be offended by it um but like you can't just call somebody else's music somebody else's art trash just because you don't like the way that they did but i I do ask that you maybe perhaps secretly give me this person's name so i can stop them and find out all the hypocrisies going on in their life because see that's something i enjoy you want me to do that? I'll I enjoy that level of petty. So, I think it was. Because he definitely came back and he was like, I picked a song at random and there was six times on the song. The only, yeah, okay. That's well, it. For, first all of right. all, okay. I'd like to know, I'd like to see his playlist what he was listening to when he was 25. Too short? That'd be my guess. Right. I feel like a too short fan. All right, so last week we touched very, very briefly on the fact that uh, Donald Glover had was in talks to do a Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV show. And now we have found out that Donald Glover has inked an overall deal with Amazon Studios. 
Um, this is marking an exit from his current deal with FX, which belongs to Disney, which I guess is why we get FX on Hulu now. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother, Stephen Glover, is one of his collaborating partners um, in writing and producing Atlanta. And he has also inked an overall deal with the studio. So I wonder if that means Atlanta is going to leave FX. Can it's they take possible. It? It's, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, clearly Amazon has Amazon is trying to be a big player in the um, in the, the content space. And we see Michael B. Jordan um, went over there and inked the deal. So not surprised at this. I wouldn't be surprised if some more people go over there and take the money. Um, I listen. If I was them and it, you know it works for you, that's cool. So it's it's a lot of money for creators out here right now. It's a good time to, um, you know, have have a bargaining chip. And you know, this is a guy who has created some pretty dope content that people want to consume over the last ten years on TV. So I hope that bag was huge. You know, I mean, look at Michael B. Jordan. He buying this girl Hermes stocks and and renting out whole. Um whole aquariums for her as well that man said i'm not buying her a bag i'm buying her stocks in the bag <laughs> that's got to be the best flex ever so like while you buying your girl a bag you're making my girl money there you go see, see. um so of course you know Don- donald glover did guava island in 2019 for amazon that was the movie that he was in with rihanna um that mr and mrs smith series is also for amazon and that is confirmed that's happening in 2022 and uh, apparently, one of the projects that we know about, and it's too many big names in this project for this not to be real, but there is a project about a Beyonce-like figure being developed by Donald Clover's team. Um, there's a mini room um, being led by Janine Nabbers, who is known for her work on Watchmen, Away, and Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. And Malia Obama is joining as one of the writers. Our girls are growing up. They're getting jobs and shit. I'm very excited about it. I'm also very old. Um, So kudos to, again, Black creatives doing dope shit and putting other Black creatives on. And it was one other thing that I wanted to... Oh! um, Y'all... Y'all know I'm an honorary Brooklynite, right? And as such, I have to have an affinity and respect and love for Christopher Wallace. I ignore all kinds of problematic lyrics and behavior and real life facts about that man and his life. Um, He died on the one year anniversary of my mother's death. So, you know, it's always something that I'm aware of. And... All that being said, I feel like hip hop needs another biggie, anything like a hole in the head, but we're getting a new um, biggie documentary. It's called Biggie. I got a story to tell. Um, What are we going to learn that's new? Huh? What are we going to learn that's new? Well, apparently uh, this, this project includes never before seen footage archived by D-Rock. Okay. Um, and features exclusive interviews and commentary by family members, colleagues, and friends. Okay. They could have held this um, till next year because next year is actually going to mark the 25th anniversary of his death. I'm going to be watching, but yeah, I'm not. I'm going to watch it too. Yeah. But, you know, 
I also just can never not state the fact that I feel like there are so many stories. There are too many stories in hip hop that are not that have not been told for us to continue to rehash the same ones. But I get it. We got we got once again, content is exploding. We got money everywhere, it's platforms everywhere. If y'all out there and y'all got stories to tell, I suggest you start writing those scripts. Because they got money. Um they got money. There's also a new uh docuseries that dropped on Hulu on Friday. And I'm about to tell you what it's called because I can't think of what it's called right now. It's called Hip Hop Uncovered. That dropped on FX, excuse me. So it's on FX. And you know, if you have Hulu, everything on FX streams on Hulu the day after. And this was produced by uh, Malcolm Spellman, who was, um, I don't know what it is. Set Against 40 Years of Music History, the six-part documentary series takes a deep dive into the paradox of America's criminalization of the genre and its fascination with the street culture that created it and still exists within it. Instead of telling the story of hip-hop from the top down, Hip Hop Uncovered tells the story from the streets up as it reveals the untold story of how America's streets helped shape hip-hop culture from an expression of a survival and defiance into music's most dominant genre. And um, I'm trying to see who's involved with this that we know that appears on it. Um, I know that like they did a... Um, uh, all the all the episodes are like named after um, rap lyrics. So like episode one was a child is born with no state of mind. And episode two was cash rules everything. Right now it's just the two episodes out. How original. Um, so that's something else we got to get no, into. Nobody's ever done that. That is pretty dope. Um, well, I mean, it's... it's... I'm going to name these episodes after songs. <laughs> Um, listen. Oh, you're being sarcastic. I listen, thought you were being serious. Listen, FX. Snowfall. That's it. Okay. Thanks. Tuesday. I mean, Wednesday. Okay. Then I'll be happy. In two episodes. Yep. That's what I'm waiting on. Two episodes. So FX back. I mean, Snowfall back. I don't know how I missed the fact that Snowfall was coming back until that press release hit my um, my inbox today. Shouts to 125th Street Agency. Um for still having your girl on press lists. Nice. You fancy. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. I'm trying to like set my um my debit card onto my Samsung Pay, but the email that it's linked to is not like a direct email, so I keep missing the email with the authorization code. I'll tell you what's annoying. I've been trying to buy my daughter these shoes off of StockX for the past four days and they won't fucking let me because their system is trash. Why? What do you mean? How won't it let you? It just keeps saying that my credit card details can't be verified or some bullshit. Oh, Lord. All right. So FX is bringing Snowfall back on Wednesday, February 24th at 10 p.m. Again, because it is on FX, it will be on Hulu the very next day. And you're going to get two back-to-back episodes. Um, it's set January 1st, 1985. This is after Ronald Reagan has won his re-election. Um, and Franklin Saint, um, what is happening in this episode? The entire nation is taking note that LAPD is diverting serious money and resources to the war on drugs. So this is when like, you know, 
the LAPD starts to do crazy shit like ram through people's houses with tanks and shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have access to the first four episodes. Cool. I know what I'm doing this weekend. I am. Anyway, um, so that's what I'll be doing after I watch WandaVision seven times and all the um, the Easter egg follow-ups and shit, which are very essential viewing um, to that WandaVision experience, I think. All right. Like, I legit don't watch anything else. I don't even know what else is on anymore because I feel like my ABC shows are just taking forever and a day to come back. I just posted um, a list in my Facebook group and Disney is releasing something new every week for the rest of the year. That's dope. What's coming out this week? WandaVision. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, in order. No, I thought so, you meant, like, some new project every week. Well, yeah, WandaVision is still in progress. So after WandaVision, you're going to get the making of WandaVision, and it's going to go directly into Falcon and Winter Soldier. And there's no, and then you'll watch that, and then there's like a making of, and then it goes into Loki, and it's gonna Loki go that way really for the entire time, including the movies. So we're gonna get a full list. Um, but yeah, every Friday for the rest of the year, there's gonna be a drop. That'd be pretty cool for when that's, we're back on lockdown. That's pretty cool. Maybe we're not coming back, going back to lockdown. Um, it was something else, but I can't remember what something else was. Anyway, um, so we recorded last episode on a Saturday, uh, which means we caught a good bunch of uh, new music, but also because, you know, Sis is a old married man that's not really in the market for this kind of shit. And I am a single gal who will not um, rob y'all of your Valentine's Day joy. However, I literally logged off of the internet on Sunday. Like, it's fine. I'm not mad. Y'all enjoyed. Y'all, listen, love on each other. I had an accident on Sunday, so at least you didn't have to deal with that. True. And I'm glad that you're okay. Um, So we missed a whole bunch of, like, Valentine's Day-related releases. Like, PopCon dropped a project called Galentine's. Um, And then Casanova came back, which Casanova's still in jail, yeah? Casanova is a rapper from Brooklyn who was arrested on like some racketeering things, I think. And then who also recently lost his his video visit privileges because he participated in the June Bug Challenge and his girl posted it on IG. All right. <laughs> um... Uh, so he dropped the new joint with Jacquees. Um, Seven Streeter came out of new. I ain't heard Seven Streeter's name in a minute. Yo, she's been like, she was on this tip like, ah, oh, just like writing. They don't. The game doesn't really need me. And her friends are like Seven, put some shit out. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad she put some shit out because I'm glad she did known. too. Um, I think she has a little bit different energy than a lot of other people that are out there currently. So yeah, we need that. Like we definitely you know. need that. It's a shame though that we live in a space where we have we have people, you know, who feel that way. But I'm glad feel she... like what the game don't need them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's see. There was another joint. Uh 
G Easy dropped a little love song featuring mm-hmm. Kiana Lede. And that joint is called A Little More. And then Sid gave us a nice breakup song called Missing You. That's dope. Which I enjoyed. Because it was very sad, but it was also very pretty. Yes. Man, her, her, just her instrumentation, her musicality is always on point. So. I love Sid. Um, Robin Thicke, we told y'all Robin Thicke dropped the project on Friday. So he dropped the single, the video for the single, Look Easy. Um, and then Rita Ora dropped the project for that Emin Beck joint that she dropped featuring David Guetta and Gunna. It's an interesting space for Gunna on a Rita Ora record. And then Kelly Rowland is back at Fresh After Delivering Her Little Baby. She just dropped a new joint called Black Magic, which I haven't listened to yet. Um, I was very surprisingly uh, into the new Jim Jones joint uh, produced by Harry Fraud called Laps Around the Sun. I was also very tickled by like Jim Jones's ad-libs be whole sentences. They've always been whole sentences. I know, and I enjoy it, but it's so funny. I enjoyed the beat. So you didn't enjoy him, the rapping? Was the, I don't even know if that's what he was doing. It sounded like he was talking. That's that's Jim Jones' style, though, isn't it? Sometimes. I mean, I don't know. It just, I could do without it. But, hey, Fraud, thank you. You're funny. And I guess there's a new Five Dog project coming out because they dropped a, I think, on his birthday a remix to the single Nutshell, which was already a posthumous joint. Um, and the remix now features um, Redman and... Was it Busta Rhymes? Watch this thing start playing all loud. Maybe not. Was it Busta Rhymes? Yes. And Redman? And Redman. Busta Rhymes um, and Redman. Which, you know, is just a good poignant reminder that five dogs should still be here as his peers are um and then they are dropping a project called forever which is uh due out hold on i'm about to tell y'all maybe i'm not about to tell y'all because why would an article about this project actually include the release date Later this year, that's all we have. It's called Forever. Uh, Nutshell was a pre- pre- uh, first single. It's a follow-up to his final single, Nutshell, which he's re- which was released a month after his death in 2016. Um, and that was um, dr- just before, just after the last Tribe Called Quest album, which was amazing. Um, Nutshell was produced by Dilla. Do you think we're out of um, of Dilla Beats yet? Like, you think somebody's still stockpiling Dilla Beats? I think somebody found his machine or, well, his NPC or whatever. And um, I think we'll get Dilla Beats for the rest of our lives. Pretty awesome. Um, Pimp C's Widow is sitting on a shit ton of unreleased Pimp C Beats, too. That's also very very exciting. Is she, is she waiting for money? Huh? Is she waiting for somebody to buy them? No, like she doles them out here and there. She's just very um, 
she's very intentional about how those beats are used. And she's very, very um, specific about not allowing people to sample those records or use those records that that Pimpsey wouldn't have approved of himself. I don't know how I feel about that, but I get it. You say you don't know how you feel about it? No, I mean, I, I understand where she's coming from, but, you know, at the same time, you know, it's like, it's unfortunate that art is is sitting somewhere, you know, at the whim of, you know, one person. Art is meant to be heard. Yeah, but, you know, you could also argue that, like, authenticity, right? So, like, you know, how, how Jay did that whole song about... Um, how they were trying to kind of the shit that they were trying to do with Prince's legacy that Prince wouldn't have necessarily approved of. Authenticity is um, overrated. Huh? You know, authenticity is overrated. And also in hip hop, we always talk about the fact that, oh yeah, this person wouldn't clear our sample and that person would never do it and then we turn around and do it. And I'm not saying Pimp is doing it, obviously it's not him, but it's a hypocritical conversation for us, you know, I as a culture that. to say, um, you know, to, to, to bemoan somebody else not clearing our samples. So, uh, ironically, um, the homie who did Nautilus and a bunch of other records that have been sampled by like Daytona, 500, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I was listening, I made a whole playlist. I know who you're talking about. I made a whole playlist of like his songs. Bob James. So Bob James did a deal with Tracklib and is releasing his old catalog. And Ninth Wonder is doing a contest for producers to produce the records or whatever. But, you know, it's art. Like I said, you know, if but she's going to put it out... So that's she's the gonna... type of thing, honestly, where if somebody went to... If the right person went to her with a concept like that, she would do it. You but, know what I'm saying? Know, like, she's not being stingy with the shit. She's not on some, like, nah, can't nobody get this. I, I just don't think she's a music person who's engaged in actively making sure that There's it, also it, that. it gets heard. So, you know... There's like, also that. That's what I'm saying. Like, have you, like, issued somebody... Like, I know there are people who are around him who, um, you know, might know his musical tastes and might have some idea like let them you know kind of have a say once again i don't i just know that we haven't heard enough of pimp c's material she got all this material it's been a while you know what i'm saying we really haven't heard anything that celebrated him or his art you know put out a, pos a posthumous project you know what i'm saying it, I, shit they did that they well, did put that. out another one if you're sitting on a bunch of stuff you know what i'm yeah. saying but it's just What's, what's the slow drip about? Ain't, ain't nobody getting no younger. And the material ain't getting no younger. Honestly, honestly, I will tell you that I feel like the slow drip is just about not the right person having approached her with the right... Yeah, she waiting on a bag. And when I say the right person, it's not a check. It's definitely... You know how you know how, you know know how Texas people are. It's really... It's not a check. It's really more of a vibe, more of an energy, more of a can I trust this person to do what they're supposed to do with the brand because the That's last right. partnership that they did from what I understand, you know, it didn't necessarily go the energy, the, what they were promised and what was delivered was not necessarily. It's a bag. Same. Huh? It's a bag. No, it's not a bag. Because the last project didn't make the money that they probably wanted. No. Nah. And this is, and I'm telling you, like, it's not, it's, it's not about that. It's not about that. If it was about that, I wouldn't sit here and say, it's not about that. Like I would just shut up. It's really not. Well, I believe somebody might say it's not about the bag. No, no, no. I'm like, I'm working. I'm working with her on something. But like I'm that. just telling you, it, 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 that the leverage that she has, 
the bag is always involved. Once again, the bag somebody, is always involved. But my thing somebody is could good. somebody could tell you something, but it's it's but always me, about let a bag. You, let me give you the analogy. Let me give you the analogy. It might like the best analogy that I could give you is I have the budget to buy a new car, but I don't really know shit about cars or TVs. And I'm waiting for the right person to come and tell me that this is what I need to do. And I don't necessarily trust the salesperson. Yeah, but if you're not actively trying to find a person, I mean, like I said, I I get it, but you know, there's no intention, you know, it's been a while. And if she's got a boatload of music and we're just not ever going to get it because she's waiting for the right situation to come up, we ain't never going to get it. But the stuff stuff be coming out, y'all just don't be knowing it's coming out. It's definitely so been what's used. The, by, what's the point of it? If it's not being, if once again, if it's coming out and it's not being broadcast or whatever, we know if a Tupac song is coming out or a Dylan song is coming out or any of these other people. Oh no, no, no! These are not. These are not songs. These are. I, even if it's a beat, if it's a beat that's coming out, like it, it shouldn't be no government secret that somebody got a picture. Well, CD. the last story that was supposed, the last story that was supposed to drop, that was supposed to drop as a single, the artist that was supposed to drop it got arrested on a murder charge literally two weeks before the song was supposed to come out. And I don't think the song... Yes, that was a good job of finding somebody authentic. No, I mean, that was a... Honestly, that was a... a, Like, it was a a fight and a fight and a fight and a fight. And I think Juicy was involved in before it was cleared. And then it got cleared. And the song was great. It's too much. Too much. And once again, people's personal attachments to stuff sometimes. Well, I'm, gonna link, I'm gonna link you with her. Maybe you can no, help her to find the well, right the right. I'm just gonna say to help her do what she needs to do. People's personal attachments to things are sometimes it sometimes puts them in the, the worst position to make decisions based upon that. Absolutely. And that's a tough place, you know. And, and absolutely, I, I empathize with her at you know from a position as a widow, but it's also tough to have to handle the estate of the art. Right. And then, you know, there's also the factor to be added in where we've seen it on multiple levels where the money isn't necessarily an issue. Like you don't need the money. So you're not necessarily as aggressive about finding opportunities to do whatever was going to be. I'm just going to say that this, if you're not out here actively utilizing the copyright, then that stuff is going to turn to dust. Because here's the here's the thing. Whatever you got after somebody's lifetime in 75 years, it's done. It's public domain. So if you don't exploit it while you can, you waste it. Oh, I mean, well, you know, if we're talking about 75 years, we still got some time on but it. I'm still talking about I'm talking about setting up some generational wealth because once For again, real. publishing Diary. catalogs are being sold and and you know what I'm saying all that kind of stuff. Like get in there, get you some. You know, this, and let I, and let me be clear that I don't know the inner workings, outer workings of anything that's going on over there like that to that extent. I don't know what's happening behind the, the scenes. I don't know what's in the pipeline. I don't know what's cleared and not released. I don't know those things. I just do know that there there is some content out there that um, she's expressed a desire to put out and to work on and, you know, said out loud in a public forum that she had some stuff that she wanted Meg to work with. Um, you know, for example, so, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not being, it's not being held like tight fistedly by somebody who doesn't want to release it. Uh, but so five dogs project is being worked on, uh, by DJ Rasta Root, who is listed on here as his business partner, but that was also his cousin. 
Um, and so he's going to be re- uh, distributing that project through Smoke and Needles Records, which I didn't even realize that Ross Rue had turned that from a DJ crew to an actual record label. So shouts to him. And it will be distributed through AWOL, which I remember we talked a couple weeks about the fact that um, some major had come along and purchased AWOL. Right? Yes. Yeah, Sony. Um, and it seems like, and this is the second thing that I've heard um, AWOL's name attached to that seems still on brand for what the brand originally was. So maybe there's hope. Maybe there is hope. Is there any new music coming out this Friday? Are we like on a regular release schedule yet? There's always new music coming out. Is Kalani about to drop some new shit because she's on Rolling Stone. She's on the cover of um, she's on the cover of uh, Playboy also. So we got Andrew Day, Andrew Day. Oh yeah, um, the the music from that um that the United uh, States versus Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariana Grande is dropping the dropping the deluxe of positions. Um, uh, Tribute Red, Neon Shark versus Pegasus. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it for. Oh, uh, well, no, BTS is dropping the B essential, the essential edition of their album. Also, um, how many versions of the album has BTS dropped? They dropped 600,000. That's part of their strategy. You bought four, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Big Hit just entered into an agreement with Universal to start another boy band here in the States, I believe. Um, that's so exciting. That's, that's that's interesting. Uh, we'll see what comes to that. But yeah, um, that's it. We got a bunch of singles, as usual, dropping 24 Karat Gold and is dropping a new single. Um, David Guetta is dropping, let's see, Funkmaster Flex and Jada Kiss are dropping... Um, Tory Lanes and well, oh, oh. yeah, I saw a bunch of music by that nigga. Little Yachty and Kodak Black. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's just like oh, so okay. much problematic rap. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like oh, yeah. nah, like oh, yeah. there's no, 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 no. no. Um, Chris Brown and Thug are dropping the Go Crazy remix, which features Mulatto. Little Dirk in the future. So I'll be look, looking forward to that. Um, Yellow Wolf is dropping a project? Not that I've seen and not that I care, but he is. It's on it's on the genius list with Caskey, which I'm guessing is a producer. No, Caskey was the other white rapper dude who signed to um to um Shady for a bit, I believe. Oh well shit, they're dropping a joint project together. Wow. So it's basically I don't remember that person at all. White niggas who used to be on Shady. Maybe they'll find uh, Odonis or whatever his name was. Oh, wow. Remember that guy? Oh, um, remember the other day I was asking what Colby Odonis. Huh? Colby Odonis. Colby Odonis, who got on Just Dance with with Lady Gaga and was like, this is the check I needed. Thanks. <laughs> got the fuck out of there. It's fine, it's fine. It's fine. No, 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 guys. It's okay. He had some stuff. He had the Acon record, what you got? Like Yeah, yo, no, no, no. He got a but listen. He got a bag. He could probably put, he could probably, if he's smart about investing his money, he could probably put his kids through college off of that 
Lady Gaga Just Dance record. Oh, look, he was on, um, yeah, he was on Akon's label. He was such a yeah, yeah. looking dude, but thank God he, he has facial hair now. Huh? Thank God he has facial hair now. He was such a goofy He was signing Convict, which is how he ended up on Lady Gaga record. Because you all forget that Just Dance starts out with I'm worldwide Convict Gaga. Like it's at the (laughs) she can never get away from the fact that she was signing Convict. Well, you know. I wonder if Con still gets a a cut of Gaga. I'm absolutely sure it does. That would be amazing. Him and uh in in, uh Detroit. Who? Uh, her old manager. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was asking the other day what happened to RMR because this time last year, it was this time last year because we were in the studio when they tried to make us think that this RMR clip had gone viral and they were clearly focusing on the wrong shit about him because he actually can sing, but y'all wanted to try to make some gimmicky, what were they calling it? Trap country, country trap. Country trap, trap, country, country trap, country, yeah. dumb shit. Um, and y'all shot his whole career in the foot. Um, but he just dropped a... Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just dropped a... What's that in the background? He just dropped a... That's my next appointment. Because I'm late. I said, that's my next appointment. I'm waiting for So, yeah, he, he just dropped the joint um, with... He's featured on a joint with somebody. So, I guess there's still hope for him yet. Um, so yeah, it's still slow. I'm waiting for, um, the drops on Fridays to pick up. I would like to see it happen. We'll see. Is there a project that, like, you've heard about that, like, you're looking forward to for this year yet? Drake. Huh? Drake. Oh, yeah, that's right. Drake is dropping a project, huh? Yep. Huh. Whenever his uh, ACL or whatever, his whatever MCL or whatever he's got going on. Whenever he gets good and fucking ready because he's drinking, he can do that. And he can. Anyway, uh, we started out on a, on a sad note. We're going to close it out also, you know, on a, on a sad note. And um, not that she's going to hear this, but put some good intentions out into the universe for Nicki Minaj and her family. Her father was killed by a, um, in a hit and run accident in New York over the weekend so peace to nikki and her fi- her family that is going to do it for us this oh, one more thing do we have one more thing yeah did you see what happened to Saha? oh i don't know the details you know we don't really be doing like there was a crash in the shooting involved he was on the highway somebody started shooting at him in fucking atlanta like who's shooting by the prince Somebody who saw his car and wanted it, maybe. What kind of car you know, is it? You know how Atlanta is. It looks like I don't know. Don't, I don't know. I can't tell. It's really smashed up. Oh, it's a Bentley. Uh, well, he did tweet that he was okay. I think, I think it might have been a Bentley. Huh? Yeah, I think it was a Bentley. Atlanta got a chill, bro. Who is shooting side, man? Like, come on. Do you think they knew it was him, or do you think they just saw the car? Well, first of all, okay. 500 block of Hamilton Homes. Oh, never mind. What's she doing over there? In a Bentley. Listen, Atlanta needs to chill. But I Atlanta got this, absolutely needs to chill, but... but I, I got the Citizens app, and everything is going on in that neighborhood. Yeah, I live in this neighborhood. You ain't, that, you ain't far from here. 
Listen, let me tell you something. I have said very loudly before I was talking to somebody about like what I would do if I won the lotto. And I, I know that if I won the lotto and I wasn't eating like tomorrow, I'm not buying my, my G-Wagon to live, to park in front of the house in the neighborhood where I live at currently. This just ain't the neighborhood for it. Nope. It's just not. And I mean, and again, not to victim blame and not to say that, you know, but there's a Haitian, there's a Haitian saying that, um, that you can get, basically you can get a blessing from your voodoo priest. So that doesn't mean you stand in the middle of an intersection. So, um, yeah. Uh, again, this was the please no all-star parties in Atlanta episode of the Chopping Block podcast. And uh, as always, he is at Scissor215 on all social media platforms. And she is at Saint Buddy. On everything, including Clubhouse, but I'm never there. Neither am I lately. Huh? I said neither am I lately. Wow. I mean, I guess it, you know, it had to get, it had to get, it had to get to that. Um, the show is at Chop Block Pod on Instagram, at the Chop Block Pod on Twitter. We are also on Facebook and Twitch and YouTube. And we will have NFTs coming soon. What's an NFT? Non-fungible tokens. It's all the rage with the kids on Clubhouse. <laughs> well, I guess I have some research to go do, you guys. Um, and yeah, your uh, your episode seven six one division countdown starts now. We'll Absolutely. see you guys on uh, next week. Peace. Peace.